one. Let a few more people join here. Hi, Angie, Kevin, Frank, Joseph, we have a few people on here. We'll wait for a few more. But hi, Angie. Oh, yeah, I'm on the boat. I forgot. So, yes, I am doing this week's Q&A from a boat. <laughs> I'm at a dock, so the, my surroundings aren't anything too crazy beautiful, but you can kind of see a little of what's going on. Hi, Frank. So, yes, yeah, so I'm here at the dock. I'm in the Bahamas. It's been a pretty good trip. It just rained again, but you can see there's some there's some uh, blue skies. Hopefully it continues to clear up. <laughs> I'd love to take you out fishing. Actually, I may be able to do that in a couple days because when we move from here, we actually have Wi-Fi, which we never typically do, but we actually have Wi-Fi, so it's exciting. The Wi-Fi here on the boat is actually better than it is on land, so I'm pretty excited about that. Maybe we will take you out fishing. <laughs> so weather, like I said, hasn't been all that great. We did catch um, we did catch some snapper, some mutton snapper and hog snapper, and the guys went out just while I was doing the after-hour show with Kevin to go hopefully bring back some yellowtail snapper. Um, if you don't know all those different style fish, they're just really good eating. Um, the hog and the muttons are much bigger. And then the yellowtail are, I don't know, they're not that big. Sometimes you get a pretty good sized one, but they are delicious. So even though they're small, they, um, you know, you catch enough of them and you can make a good meal. And I was telling Kevin what I did with the snapper last night, which is just a very simple, easy way to cook it is I layered some sliced onions and ginger and then seasoned the fish and I put it on top nice and snug in a I guess it was like a glass pyrex you know kind of dish and then I so I seasoned the fish really well then I did another layer of onions ginger and lemon sliced lemon on top and that went in the oven and it came out delicious. I did a side of curry for those who wanted to top it with some curry. All right. Hi, Joseph. Happy you enjoyed the show today. Joseph wants to know about HRV. My average is always 25 and lower with my Apple Watch, although my resting rate is 71 beats per minute. Please let me know about my concerns. Thanks. Interesting. I'm not really familiar with the Apple Watch. And, you know, like Kevin mentioned earlier, all of these wearables kind of give you different results. Um, some are better than others. But um, HRV is how our body recovers. It's like a recovery kind of way of reading your recovery. Um, I'm not sure about I don't, I don't think it has much to do with your beats per minute well maybe it does actually I think it compares your your resting heart rate with your um 
with like your active heart rate? I don't know, Kevin, maybe you can explain it a little bit better. I typically look at my HRV as well. I use the, um, the Aura Ring, so mine is, could be a little bit different. I think they do rate it um, from zero to 100, though, if I'm correct. But Joseph specifically says, yes, there should be two different readings, your heart rate, which is your normal heart rate, and then the recovery, which is the HRV. Yes, and you're right. Your HRV, you always want it to be higher. That's like an indicator that you're recovering well. Um, where your regular heart rate, you want it, you don't want it to be so high. You also don't want it to be so low, but um, it's definitely one of those that you don't want to be too high. Yes, and I do agree that you... Yes. So Kevin says, yes, try not to compete with other people. Um, and that's why things like the Aura Ringer are really great because they take your overall HRV and they basically um, compare it to yourself. So it's not comparing it to the norm or what most people are seeing. It's really taking your average and comparing it to that. And Kevin says HRV on the Garmin watch shows up as instant stress as the body battery or as well as the body battery. Hi, Kathy. And yes, HRV on the Garmin watch is the body battery. That's what Kevin was just saying. Sorry for the confusion. All right. So, oh, look at that. That's your garlic harvest? Oh my gosh, Kevin. So how, I guess you just dry them out like that, huh? Amazing. How many are you getting? That's pretty cool. Very inspiring. I hope one day I can have art in like Kevin's. In two weeks, you'll harvest a whole bunch like that. That's amazing. And from my understanding, you could keep it for quite some time. I, I want to say you you said once you dry it out, you can keep it for a year. 150 total plants. Pretty cool. Very, very cool. Yeah, it'll last till next year. Wow, amazing. So, yes. Yeah, so, anyhow, um, that's what I made for dinner last night, the snapper. And hopefully tonight we'll get some more. And we'll see. There's also, we eat a lot of conch here. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's a shell, um, a conch shell. And you can, um, you can make different things out of it. They, they pound it really thin and make uh, cracked conch with it. The conch um, chowders are really delicious. They do their chowders in a, like a tomato base here. Um, that's really good with some hot pepper sauce. And we also get a lot of conch salad, which is just raw, it's like ceviche. It's like raw conch cooked in citrus juices and bell peppers and onions and stuff like that. I wish I had a conch shell I could blow through. I've never owned one that I can blow through. I took a shower and the shower head yesterday was a conch shell, which was pretty cool. Kind of want to steal that idea for home. But yeah, if you guys have any questions, keep them coming. Um, that's what this 
little segment is all about. If you have any questions, today we talked a lot about food. Um, Kevin talked about it before I jumped on, and then we talked a little bit about it when I was on there, and then we talked about a little bit about anxiety. I really wanted to kind of shine some light on some some hidden causes of anxiety that a lot of people don't think about. But the most important thing when it comes to anxiety and depression is to ensure that you have a healthy micro, you know, gut microbiome. A lot of people don't realize that 90% of our serotonin and 50% of our dopamine are actually made in the gut by our good, healthy microbiota in there. So just wanted to reiterate that if you didn't get a chance to listen, it will be posted and you can listen to the recording, but it was, it was really good. And Kevin had some really great, you know, tips on his uh, stress busting protocols. Um, he started out by leading with four things to really focus on. One being breathing, the Wim Hof style is really great. Um, cold exposure, hot exposure. Um, so like infrared saunas and stuff like that. And then a high intensity workout. He says that as little as 10 minutes can get you really good results. And as little as three to three and a half minutes of the cold exposure really gets you amazing results. So it's, it's, a, it's doable. It's attainable for everybody basically is what, is what I'm getting at. Um, and then the fifth thing that he threw in there at the end was, you know, a lot of people who suffer from anxiety, um, they really seem to kind of keep to themselves. But one way to really get out there is to volunteer your services to help someone else. Um, not only does it get you out there, but it also, it really feels good to help other people. You know, here in the Bahamas where I currently am, they've been suffering a lot lately. Um, the year before the pandemic, they had a horrible hurricane come through, Hurricane Dorian, and it sat right on top of these islands for a very, very long time. It just kind of sat there. It was hardly moving at all. They lost a lot. They lost people. They lost many homes. Um, a lot of the islands are still really suffering. Um, a lot of volunteer, you know, you know, work went into it. I know that my family helps donate as well as coordinate some um, shipping containers to come over here with supplies and all of that. But it's important to get out there and, and to help your, you know, your fellow humans and give back. So that's a great way to kind of combat, you know, some of the anxiety and the depression that everyone's going through. Um, another thing about these islands, so Hurricane Dorian, they're still recovering from that. Then right after the very next year, um, the pandemic hit, which was, you know, basically closing them down. It was hard to get supplies here, you know, food, everything comes from the U.S., everything. This is basically like, they, they don't even have good drinking water. So you can imagine what they've been through for the past couple of years with the pandemic. And then now they are dealing with the, um, the gas prices that are so astronomical that a lot of people can't even afford, you know, to have, to bring their boats over because they can't afford the gas. So, um, we talked, Kevin mentioned earlier that 
eating processed foods is much less expensive than eating, you know, nutrient dense, whole real foods. And that is typically the case in the U S but someone just told me here that in the grocery store, they saw Doritos bad for $9 compared to a head of broccoli that I bought for, I think it was like $6. So for me, I mean, obviously for me, it's a no brainer, but I mean, at least here, that's going to force a lot of people to be eating, you know, all good, fresh, real foods. So that's a good thing. Anyhow, just wanted to give you a little, you know, a little side note here on what's going on in these islands. It's, it's been really difficult for them for a handful of years now. So we do what we can to contribute. Kathy says that Kevin did a post earlier, but she's going to ask anyways, if the body battery is always low, does stress affect that? Late night, last night was the first time it was really high stress during sleep. Hmm. Yeah, Kevin will definitely be the one to answer this because I personally don't use the Garmin watch at the moment. And his response is yes, sleep has a huge impact on body battery. If you can't get it up, you have to do the protocols. So those are the protocols that I just mentioned, the breathing techniques, the cold exposure, the hot exposure, and the high intensity workouts. So definitely work on that. You know, it's interesting a lot of the time when people think that they're doing everything right and I, you know, I'm working with them and they're eating really well, digestion is good. It looks like everything is should be right on track, but they're still just feeling uneasy, a little anxious, you know, even if you could get exercise in, get those endorphins going, you know, it helps you sleep better, which is critical, um, helps you sleep better and also just helps you feel better in general. So definitely do that. All right. Kathy also asks, or she says that Garmin doesn't recognize her sleep most nights are the are the body battery and instant stress still accurate? Hmm. I wonder why it doesn't recognize your sleep. I haven't heard about that. I know every once in a while for my wearable, the Aura Ring, um, if it dies during sleep, it doesn't register, but there we go. Kevin responded that if that to try loosening or tightening the band and that is true. Either one of those could either restrict, um, you know, your, I guess it just gives a bad reading, but it could either be too tight where it's restricting it. Um, so it's not getting a good reading on um, heartbeat or it's too loose and can't get a good reading for long enough. But you have adjusted. It's because you get up before midnight. Oh, I wonder... Kevin, is there a way to readjust your your sleep time so it recognizes it at a different time rather than the normal sleep time? That's difficult, Kathy. And not to mention, I also I also should say that getting up before midnight, I'm assuming that it's to go to work, 
can also be really hard on the body. Um, even if you are getting, you know, the recommended amount of sleep, it could still be really trying. Kevin says that your HRV can sometimes be low enough that sleep readings are thrown off. <laughs> All right, Kathy. You're not wasting your time because you're the only one asking questions at the moment. So don't worry about it. <laughs> Kevin says he's working with Garmin to try and make the sleep settings more accurate with people on weird hours. That's great. That's really great. I'm, I personally have a normal sleep schedule in terms of I typically go to bed around. It depends. Right now I'm not going to bed too early. But when I'm home, I try to go to bed before 10, usually around 930 and wake up around six. So I'm not, I don't know if it's the same for the aura ring, but I do know that the aura ring, if you take a nap, it registers that. It doesn't register as sleep per se, but it does increase your um, your scores. It, I think it boosts both your sleep score for the night prior, as well as the um, readiness score which sounds like the same thing as the body battery. All right. Well, good luck, Kathy. But yes, that would be great if uh, Garmin could get that right where it can recognize, you know, that you have a different, different sleep habits than most people. And I know that's tough. Um, I, I continually work with people through the tribe that have, very different schedules than, than most people where they're a lot of the times they're driving straight through the night and they get home, you know, when, when most people are already at work. So it can be very difficult to deal with. So in a, in a situation like that, you want to really ensure that you are, you know, keeping other stressors in check. So that's why, you know, the stress busters that, you know, the protocol that Kevin talks about, you know, really, as he calls it, flexing the stress muscles is going to be really critical because you're only able to do so much with your sleep. So you really want to ensure that you're working, you know, on stress in other ways. Um, so keep, keep that in mind. All right. So another thing that we talked about today with the anxiety, you know, hitting causes of anxiety, um, something as simple as blood sugar dysregulation, like blood sugar swings, can induce stress and can actually feel identical to an anxiety attack or like a panic attack when our blood sugar drops. So, you know, you feel all, you know, kind of excited and, you know, quote unquote high when you're, when you have the carbs. And then when you come down, it can feel a little overwhelming, a little kind of panicky, anxiety, you know, feeling. So making sure that your blood sugar is properly regulated is another good thing. So, um, so yes, I agree with Kevin. A couple minutes left for questions. So come on guys. Come on, David. I see you, I see you typing there. <laughs> um, but other than that, you know, circadian rhythm balance, important, um, making sure you are nutrient, you're, you're getting, you're not nutrient deficient, that you're getting all your good nutrients. So eating a proper nutrient dense diet, making sure digestion is all 
you know, working properly and smoothly. So you're able to absorb the nutrients in the food. But you guys, you can see that this is all the same stuff we talk about. Everything always comes down and boils down to the same fundamental principles that you'll hear us talk about. I think pretty much in every single conversation we have, whether we're talking about an autoimmune disease, whether we're talking about stress, whether we're talking about blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes, it's all going, we treat it all the same. We start with the foundations, what you're putting in your body, the good quality foods, and then are you able to break them down to absorb properly? Because once we get that under control, all the other symptoms start to melt away. And if they don't, then that's when we start to, to troubleshoot. So keep that in mind. That's why sometimes it sounds like I'm reiterating myself. It's because I am. It's all the same. It's all that it comes down to the same foundations. All right, guys. A couple more questions here before I have to take off and hopefully enjoy some blue skies. Mike says that he's found himself chewing on cinnamon sticks. Cinnamon's actually really great. I'm pretty sure it helps helps to balance um, blood sugar. But what what's making you chew on cinnamon sticks? I'm curious. Is it more for the taste of it? All right, David. I had an ultra had an ultrasound done. It showed I have fatty liver. Can that be reversed? Yes. Sign up for a discovery call. We'll talk about it a little more in detail, but absolutely. What happens is, and you can go back and listen to the after hours show on, um, on digestion. Well, no blood sugar regulation. That's where it's going to talk about that. Um, essentially what happens is, uh, we're supposed to, we can only store so much of the, um, of the glucose. So when carbs turn in to glucose, then the way that our body is designed is to move that glucose using insulin. We open up the, the doors to, in our cells to absorb the glucose to hold for, you know, to store for later use. Now, if you're in a situation where you have so, you're eating so many carbs and you have too much glucose, your body can only store so much. So it starts to store it in places and in ways as fat um, is one way that it does it when it has it can't store it successfully the way it's supposed to. And it starts to store it as fat. And a lot of the times it will be um, stored as fat on, on the liver because the liver actually stores glucose, but it can only store so much. So then it will turn it into fat so it can also store some extra, if that makes sense. We dive much deeper into that, Kevin and I, in one of the earlier um, after-hour shows, which reminds me, I, I'm going to see if we can't rename those or include the topic for those so it's easier for you to find because um, I, I can't off the top of my head remember which what the date was for that show, but it was around the second or third episode. So go ahead and, and take a look uh, or have a listen so that you can learn more about that. But yes, I would sign up for a discovery call and we'll talk about blood sugar regulation because that dysregulation of the blood sugar is what leads to um, fatty liver disease most most of the time. Um, I'm assuming you are not drinking copious amounts of alcohol too. All right, Kathy, can you get some cinnamon sticks? 
in, is it Ceylon cinnamon? Kevin says only true Ceylon cinnamon lowers blood sugar. Ooh, I did not know that. The most common form of cinnamon is Saigon and it does not lower blood sugar. Ooh, I had no idea. Well, Kathy, I would recommend if you're looking for the cinnamon sticks, then I would just do a Google search because I don't know where to even begin for that. Maybe try Thrive Market. I'm not sure what um, what kind of cinnamon they carry, but I think they do carry cinnamon sticks. I think that's where I bought my last my last little um, package of them. Mike, is this something that I should stop with? Have that? Sh Wait, sorry. Kind of hard to understand how you are wording this. Um, is it something that should stop with having dysbiosis? Not sure exactly what you mean there. All right. So we only have a couple minutes left, guys. Um, yes, Kathy uses Ceylon cinnamon powder in her coffee. I used to put cinnamon in my coffee. Actually, it's been a while. I'm going to start doing that again. It's another way to kind of trick your brain into thinking you're having something sweet, um, at least for me. Um, sometimes I like my, most of the time I like my coffees to taste a little savory um, as opposed to sweet. But so I put a little salt and the mineral in it. So it gets like a little salty flavor and reminds me of being a, a kid and dunking my Cuban buttered bread in it, which I don't do anymore. But, um, you know, the butter and the salt in the coffee kind of triggers my, my, my mind into thinking that it's a savory snack instead of a sweet one. But if you prefer sweet with your coffee, then you can trick your mind into thinking you're having something sweet by adding the cinnamon and coconut oil. Coconut oil, for whatever reason, we seem to associate coconut with sweeter things. So even though it's not sweet, kind of triggers the idea of eating something sweet when we have it. So cinnamon and coconut oil and the coffee are really good together. All right, guys, I think we're going to wrap it up if we don't have any more questions, but it's been fun. Thanks for uh, hanging in there. I know it's kind of dark in here because outside is nice and bright, but um, thanks for joining me in the islands. I'll give you one last look around before I let you go. But basically, we've got the full dock scene going on here. It's probably going to freeze. But I try. <laughs> Thanks, Angie. Thanks, Kathy. Bye, Kevin. See you guys next week. Thanks for joining.